welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for Temple Archives. We're covering a book today, and it's going to be a good one. But my name's Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Hello, hello. And Noma. Hello there. How we doing today, boys? Fucking swell. We're doing a stream <laughs> today, all three of us. It's been a while. Yeah, seriously. So. So going to be, although by the time you listen to this, it'll already be done. Yes, but, you know. it'll be on VOD, probably. <laughs> and some clips. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, it's good. Everything's good. We're going to have a good time on the stream, playing some Empire at War. Yes. And uh, we're going to be doing something similar to what's happening in this book, but what book are we covering today? Ed? We are covering the events of Thrawn Alliances, the second book of the Thrawn main trilogy, the fifth book in the entire, well, the prequel oh, yeah. and current story shall we say now we're going to discuss what happened in the book uh there's a third book that comes after this so we'll try to keep spoilers for that out as much as possible no matter how much we want to talk about it if we found any easter eggs and in this case easter eggs anything relating to other novel content things you may have seen in movies anything like that we'll bring those up and where they come from and what significance they have and then from there it can be anything else now there are multiple ways to find this book you could pick it up from your local bookstore and read it or you can do what we did and that was grab it off audible and you know audible has been great for us over the last few years that we've been doing this and we're proud to be sponsored by them so we're gonna have a quick little spiel about them please donate us for us but really you should know that anything with audiobooks it's not just like novels themselves. There are podcasts, guided guided wellness programs, theatrical performances, which are amazing, by the way. You really need to listen to those. Feels like you're in a theater and you just have all that going to your ears. There's comedy on there. There's actually some pretty good ones, really. And exclusive Audible originals. Nameless is one of them. There's quite a few now. They, If you subscribe with Audible, you get a whole free listing of their stuff as well. They have a whole catalog. It's really cool. If you have a Prime account, Amazon Prime account, you will get an additional credit with your credit that you sign up for, or you can use our link, which is www.audibletrial.com forward slash voice force pod. One more time, that is www.audibletrial.com slash voice force pod. That will get you a credit as well. And please, honestly, if you have anything to spend money, you don't know, get Thrawn and get the first trilogy mm -hmm. because it is amazing, as you will hear from more. But before we get into that, in case you miss anything, in case you are wanting ways to contact us, there's many ways to do so. Noma's going to give you a few. And if you miss any of that, we will repeat this at the end of the video. I mean, Absolutely. recording. I mean, <laughs> at yes. the end of the end, end of the of episode. The, end. <laughs> the beginning is the end. Uh, yeah. So one of the easiest ways to get in contact with us, as always, is our website. That is voiceoftheforce.com. Uh, we've also got our email, which is connect at voiceoftheforce.com. On social media, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and threads. The handle for all of those is at voiceforcepod. As always, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing listener base and is very much appreciated. Uh, you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us with five stars and a comment helps with visibility. Uh, and you can subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Uh, and as always, we are also on Twitch now. Uh, that is twitch.tv slash voiceforcegaming. Um, 
you know, if you've listened to the podcast recently, you've heard me spiel about this, so I'll keep it short. Uh, Tuesdays, uh, I'm still doing a co-op stream with a VTuber friend of mine, Roomba friend. Uh, we have swapped from Baldur's Gate into a bunch of different Souls likes. Uh, so if you want to see, I think it's gone now, unfortunately, but uh, I did do a little bit of Liza P. That was pretty interesting. Wow. And uh, yeah, now we're doing uh, Dark Souls, but anime, uh, which is Code Vein. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to teach Roomba how to play Souls games and it's going okay. better Amazingly. than I expected. Yeah, Amazingly. Than I, expected. <laughs> I was watching you play Liza P for the, like the first stream. Mm. I need uh, to see that because I really want good. that game. It was like surprisingly well done. Like, I felt like the combos for your character, like with the rapier thing, it was like mm. do 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 do, and like that it's, was basically all you could do. It seemed like it's it's such an interesting game because I was explaining it to uh, a friend of ours who is very knowledgeable in the Dark Souls games, um, and I was saying that because pe- a lot of people didn't like it because they said it it was a bad Bloodborne clone, and having played it well once. It's not a bad Bloodborne clone. It's an interesting all the Souls games mixed together clone because it's got a bunch of Bloodborne stuff, but then it's got a bunch of mechanics tied in from the Dark Souls games. But then it's also got Sekiro's blocking ability, but it's got Dark Souls's timing on the blocking. So the blocking is much tougher than it is in Sekiro. And if you don't do a perfect block, then it does the Bloodborne system of making you lose health that you can get back. But then if you take a normal hit during that combo, you lose that entire orange uh, bar that you could refill. And bosses so have that ability too, I saw. Yeah. When so you hit them, very... if they hit you back, they get their HP back. And that's yeah, scary. Yeah. That's scary so, as hell. So, so it's a very interesting back and forth. The first boss took me three tries, I think. Um, it it was it was interesting. It, it's very it's very fun. And I want to keep trying to play it. The The one fun part was that um Roomba was watching and he's never played a Souls game before so there are a bunch of moments where he'd be like oh look an item and I'd be like yeah that's a trap and I'd walk up and spot it and get it and he was like oh I'd, I'd get item blindness and I was like yeah no I I've played enough of these to know like that looks too good to be true oh it was um but yeah so so that's been a lot of fun and then on Fridays I'm still doing my Arma stuff uh with the Star Wars group the 91st Mobile Reconnaissance Force uh still a lot of fun swapping between armor and kind of like helping run the missions so that'll be neat and uh yeah saturdays i mean we're gonna try out now empire at war i found a pretty cool mod uh i'll try to get some clips up of that but uh we will also try and get those vods up on youtube uh so that they're kind of preserved forever um i did also see just a quick note on clips Mm. you can actually export clips directly to youtube shorts Oh, cool, so cool. So it's a very we interesting feature we can now. use. Actually, there's a bunch of those, that uh, the armor clips I could probably do that with. But yeah, um, so yeah, we'll be trying to bring some more content there. If you like the Empire at War stuff, if you like any of the things that we're doing, uh, please let us know through any of those contact links, and we will you know, try to continue putting out stuff that people enjoy, because, I mean, that's, that's half the doing. fun of it. Yeah. Not just so other people enjoy, but what we enjoy, too. <laughs> yeah, fair point. And uh, yeah, if you have not listened to this audiobook or read it, please stop now and listen or read the book. Come back because this book is very fun. If you love Anakin, Darth Vader, Thrawn, all of the above. Padme. Padme, a whole bunch of her handmaidens. Count Dooku's in this. General Grievous is mentioned a few times. (laughs) So if you're liking all the prequel stuff as well as Ron in the original trilogy, all that kind of timeline. God, like just I can't tell you how many times 
I've heard people say like, I just want to be spoiled on it. It's like, why? Just enjoy <laughs> the experience the first yeah. time. Um, it's better firsthand instead of secondhand. So actually, is an audiobook secondhand because you're you're having no, somebody read it to you? Uh, <laughs> it's technically secondhand. I, I think no, I think it's still firsthand because secondhand is it's someone relaying information. Yeah, 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 it's word yeah. for word. Whereas it was yeah. an abridged audiobook. Yeah, that's true. Which there are a few, but I don't think any of the ones we've covered yet. All the ones no, we've done they, are they, they very proudly state unabridged in, mm. in the ones that we've been reading. Especially Thrawn Lesser Evil, because that was 24 <laughs> yeah, hours. 23, yeah, seriously. Yeah. And we're like, we need an abridged version of that one. You know, but uh, <laughs> anyway, let's get yeah. into the synopsis and the credits for who wrote it and did the cover art and stuff. Uh, so yeah, this is Thrawn Alliances. The author is the venerable Timothy Zahn. Uh, the cover artist is Two Dots, uh, same as the last book, and the narrator is the equally venerable Mark Thompson. Uh, so yeah, this book, uh, kind of the same as the original Thrawn, there are two stories that are going off in tandem, so I'll go over the first one because chronologically it makes the most sense, uh, which is a flashback the entire time of what we... So this is really interesting for me, having read the prequels first and then the sequels, um, or sorry, then the originals, um, because it starts with something that we very briefly see in, uh, I think, the second Thrawn book. Uh, sorry, second Thrawn prequel, um, right. The Lesser Evil, where it is Thrawn and Chiri uh, coming over Batu and have, making contact with Anakin Skywalker. Um, and so we get a, a full insight into to that mission. Like I said, very interesting for me because... Um, for you guys, you would have seen this first and then heard about it in Lesser Evil. Yep. Um, but for me, it was like, oh, yeah, I wonder what they did there. And now I know. Um, so it's fun it, to fill in those little gaps, right? And you're like, oh, yeah. that's what this is. And just seeing how everything intersects really nicely. Uh, so, yeah, the whole story revolves around uh, one of uh, Padme's handmaidens, Duja, uh, finding out about something on Batu, and then uh, basically hunting down a separatist droid facility on i can't remember the, the name of the planet but it starts with an m um Majol, majolka or something like that um but basically padme does that anakin is busy with a bunch of clone wars missions and so by the time he's able to come back around to it the trail on, on where padme's gone has gone cold uh, so him and thrawn team up to kind of retrace their steps go through a bunch of stuff on uh batu and black spire outpost uh, to then figure out where Padme is. Uh, they fly to that planet, a whole bunch more things and a bunch of subterfuge and, and a lot of Anakin and Thrawn kind of learning how each other work and learning a bunch of things about each other um, kind of leads to them infiltrating the facility, learning that uh, in a very cool uh, nod to Legends, I'm very happy we get to see this again, um, but we learn that uh, the Separatists are trying to make Cortosis battle droids. Uh, so they we're bringing back the Cortosis metal. Uh, interestingly, it, it is described in this book as being a fibrous kind of mesh-like material. From your um, experience with canon, like our actual canon, is it hmm. the first mention of it in canon that you remember? I think so. There's I don't remember one... anything else. They There's... they say they mentioned it with Beskar in tandem, where it's like because hmm. what Beskar can do in Cortosis does something similar. Like right. it. Because Cortosis was mentioned in um, Rise of Darth Vader, I think. 
Oh, yeah, and, okay. and there's one comic that I know it's used in, where a bunch of Jedi ambush Vader, uh, and the lead one's using a Cortosis blade, but I can't remember if that's Legends or Canon now. The Cortosis um, blade? Yeah. Who had it? Uh, uh, the I I don't remember her name, but it's uh, the lead Jedi Master who ambushes Vader, um, and she brings a Cortosis blade to uh turn off his lightsaber and vader gets around that by breaking her neck yeah i don't uh, so... think it's canon might not, be. might not um, be but yeah like i i think i think the uh, the thing that ed's talking about i think that is the one time it's mentioned alongside i think frick um because frick kratosis and beskar are all lightsaber proof but they're right. different things um so yeah that that's very cool they end up learning that uh, not only are they making battle droids with kurtosis but they're also making clone armor that has kurtosis weaved into it um we assume during the flashback that that is because they are planning to hit the senate and uh the clones at the same time turns out it's for something different as we see at the very end of the book which was a very um shocking reveal and it also made me wonder if they actually did go through with it um and that might have explained one or two things about a certain operation that it was meant to be used for absolutely um but yeah so it kind of wraps up there with uh thrawn and anakin having this interesting mutual respect for each other but it's kind of the opposite of, of in my opinion uh anakin's relationship with tarkin but i'll talk about that afterwards um so in the present we have uh palpatine bringing uh, Thrawn and Vader together, we do learn that this is uh, directly before season, or directly after season three. Because um, this is right after the Siege of Adelon, sorry, season three of Rebels, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They named the show. Um, this is directly after the season three uh, finale to Rebels. Uh, the Siege of Adelon's gone down. Thrawn has lost because of Bendu. Um, so Vader doesn't trust him a lot. He thinks that he's a failure. We know what Vader likes to do to failures. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so the Emperor is like, hey, you guys have to play nice. Go into the unknown region. Something's happening. I know both of you were there before, but he doesn't say that part. Uh, so it's time for you guys to uh, go back and do work on uh, go work in the area where you screwed up my last plan uh, to try and make this new plan succeed. So they go. And uh, they basically discover through a long, it's a, it's a very well put together mystery that I'm just going to speed right over. Mm -hmm. um, they basically learn that there is an alien race called the Grips and they are an intensely warlike, um, violent kind of like their entire culture is built around combat. Uh, and they have been developing a combination of a, uh, shadow generator or a mass sh mass gravity generator um, and like shield tech at the same time that they are basically using to close off areas of space. Um, so they they very, very slowly end up tracing them back to Batu and then back to the same planet uh, that they were in in the flashback. And we get a very cool, I wasn't expecting this at all, twist where um, it turns out not only are they trying to block off uh, as Thrawn eventually reveals, block off space so the Empire can't get to them. Um, but they're also, the theory that Thrawn puts forward by the end of the book is working with a splinter group of Chiss to try and steal Skywalkers. Um, yeah. And and I, I had to, like, 
keep putting myself back and forth because in my head I already I already knew all about the Skywalkers from the the Ascendancy trilogy. Yep. Uh, but this would have been first time news if you had been reading it when they came out. So confusing. <laughs> yeah. So, like, but, what but is happening? This like huge reveal that like oh they use kids as their uh, hyperdrive computers. Um, so that secret's out now, um, which is crazy with all the implications from from the prequels. Um, but yeah, the secret's out now. Uh, Thrawn kind of ends up lamenting that uh, the the Chiss Ascendancy's most highly guarded secret is exposed um, because the Gricks clearly knew what to go for. Um, but we get a very cool thing where we're basically watching uh, Thrawn and Vader, and then Thrawn and Vader's right-hand men slash women, um, and the power dynamic between them all. Because we get Commander Keen, I think it is, um, who is the first legion, and we're then told, which is the newly re- the the now reformed five hundred first, the first stormtrooper legion, Vader's fist, um, and he is very by the books. He is very um, serious, and well, and as we see, we know why because as we've said, or as I said earlier, uh, Vader and failure don't really go hand in hand. So at one point, Keen basically says, oh, or says to himself, reminds himself, oh, I'm the fourth commander of yeah. the First Legion. Uh, and there might be a fifth if I screw this mission up. Uh, we get to see him as well, buttheads with Rook, who is there and doing Rook things. It's cool to see him in this. It is, it is it cool to see him. since Rebels, right? It's cool to see him doing things. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> He's a cool character in Rebels, but my goodness, he does like two things and then falls into a power generator. So, yep. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot nicer to see him living up to his Legends myth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we also see Thrawn and uh, his Commodore Pharaoh, uh, who is basically the replacement for Eli, uh, now that, you know, Eli's gone off to serve under Aralani, I believe. Um, Commodore now, which is great. Yeah, yeah, right. And and it's very cool seeing how she's basically got. She's actually faster than Eli, um, which I think is really interesting. Uh, it's it. They make it very clear, and I liked how they set it up in the last book. They make it very clear that she really wants to learn how Thrawn works, um, because she recognizes like, man, this guy gets things so quickly. Yep. Um, it is ridiculous how quickly he does it. I need to learn this. This is good for the Empire. Um, so we we kind of see that um, in an interesting kind of dichotomy as we're, you know, most of the time when Eli was taking Thrawn's lessons, it was like with a grain of annoyance. He was like, okay, we're playing the game. Okay. Yeah. Let's try and figure it was out reluctant learning. Yeah. And with Pharaoh, it's immediately like, okay, this is a puzzle. How do I solve it? What are the pieces? Try and look at it from this perspective. Um, and we, we kind of see that. Back. It's a really nice back and forth. I can see why a lot of people like her character. Um, but yeah, so we, we get a lot of that throughout, uh, this entire story. Um, by the end of it, Vader and Thrawn have like a, a tenuous relationship. Thrawn does some stuff that really shocked me. Uh, he, he has the subtlety of a brick straight to the face. <laughs> to be fair, that's in character. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a couple times where it's like, he's clearly showing off. He's pushing like it he's... a little farther than he normally yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are other characters who have like probed around Vader's, uh, shroud because basically by the end of the book Thrawn knows exactly who Vader is he's put it together there's a there's a moment that I love where um, he says to himself like he is him when he's watching Vader flying in a tie defender taking yep. out things and he sees a spin that he saw Anakin do he's like cool same person yeah um, and then he is very blunt to Vader about the fact that he knows that um, there's a lot of stuff too where you can see that a lot of Vader's hatred towards Thrawn is he's kind of scared that uh, Palpatine is going to pull a silo 
and yeah. be like, oh, cool, he's my new apprentice. And by the end of it, Vader's realized, no, he's not a threat to me. Um, he knows who I am, but yeah. Yeah, he knows who I am, but he's not a threat because he will be loyal to the Empire and uh, there's no way he's ever going to replace me. Yeah. Um, so it kind of ends on that note. Um, Man, what a good book. It is really good. I mean, I there again, there's so much stuff I, I skipped over. The main villain in the prequel thing is turns out to be a Sereno Count. Uh, oh, nice one. Solha. Hmm? Oh, not Night's One, sorry. Solha. No, Night, Night's One's in the Ascendancy. Oh, sorry, uh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, Count Solha, um, he's like, a, he's another Sereno noble. Uh, he's wearing this, like, uh, Cortosis uh, clone trooper armor. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, my favorite moment in the book is we learn that Padme has defeated an opponent via concussions to the face. Yep. As she realizes at this point that he's wearing Kratos's, uh clone armor, so she uses the grappling hook on her gun to just smack, just punch him in the face with a grappling hook three times until he f- hits the ground. And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> she fucking blunt force trauma him yeah. unconscious. It's rattle it's the brain that's good. inside the Kratos's. Yeah, seriously. Where it's like you can absorb blastifier, but you can't absorb impact damage. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's a very good book. It, it is short, uh, surprisingly. How how um, long is it? It's like. Nine? 13 hours 13 okay I, think. I don't know why i thought it was nine um it felt like nine it goes by very quickly that this is the the big thing that i'm very surprised about between it and the first book is the first book had such a slow build-up yeah it did um, it really did yeah that they finally hit you with and this book has a very quick ramp up and then it's mystery stuff mystery stuff mystery stuff and they do a great job of flipping back and forth or i see sorry Timothy Zahn does a great job of flipping back and forth to keep all the action and mystery fresh. Uh, yeah, those are my overall, that's the synopsis and my like first thoughts. Uh, Who to pass the buck to flip a coin in my head, Dan. Yeah, no, I mean, this book was definitely up there in, in terms of keeping your attention, it going by very fast, um, introducing characters that you actually really cared about to see again, like Padme and... Like, not so much her handmaidens, but, I mean, you get a little bit more information about the handmaidens and how they function. Um, we get to see Rook in action, which was great. Um, and just, like, the back and forth between Vader, Anakin, and Thrawn. And it's just, like, this game that that they play. And Vader's, like, he's smart, intelligent, and strong, but he's not as smart and intelligent as Thrawn. Like, Thrawn is able to outwit him at pretty much you know, every, every piece and come to the conclusion that you can't touch me and I know who you are and I know you don't like that. So here's a little poke in the shoulder for you to remember that there's someone alive apart from Sidious, which I don't know if he knows he, that Sidious knows, but that I know. And uh, that was like, you never thought that Vader would leave anybody alive apart from Sidious that would be um, that would know well, who he is. Tarkin knows this. Well. Uh, yeah, I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah, he, he does, but he doesn't Tarkin, let him know, he, right? He doesn't do the what he doesn't yeah. do what Thrawn does and be like, it's hey, all internal, right? He doesn't know. He's just like, fully. I knew from the mission when they were in Geonosis. He was just like, you were the only one who was ready to do what needed to be done. Yeah, and that's what had my respect for only you, yeah. the Jedi. And now I get to see everything you've wanted to do. I still respect. There's mutual respect between those two right. to the point where it's just like 
he might know who, who I am, but he appreciates it. So we're all good. He's not going to yeah. do anything. On the other hand, Ron, yeah. Yeah. The The metaphor I had in my head was that with, uh, with Tarkin and Vader, it's they're both keeping their cards very close to the chest, but they both know that they've got winning hands. With with Thrawn and Vader, it's like that same card game, except Thrawn keeps flashing Vader his hand. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. look how good it is. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. There, there's a couple moments that where I was like, man, you are being incredibly overt because Thrawn like purposefully slips up a couple of times in in the present part where, where yeah. he goes like, um, oh yeah, well you'll remember that I told you on Batu that this. it was X, and Vader's like, I wasn't at Batu, and Thrawn's like, uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's, late, that's yeah. it. That's the conversation. And then, and yeah, and then later on, um, there's a moment where Thrawn gets Vader to do what the what he knows Cherry and the Skywalkers do, navigate. And um, Vader is like reluctant to do it. He starts doing it, and yeah. there's a very very nice callback for the whole time Anakin's precognition uh, past stuff. He calls it double sight. Oh, oh double man, vision. no! So that was the one thing in this book that was absolutely shit. And that, that, that's what brings yeah. my rating down. Oh, the oh, double vision! Like every that. every time he says it, I'm like, "This is bullshit." Stop saying it. It's not anime. Please stop <laughs> like, saying it. It's like I get it now. I was. It was a great visual. Tweet yes, like, because you're like he's jumping in. Like he sees that. It's right? force power activating right now. Yeah, there's double a hard vision. way to do that. Apart yeah. from, I guess, in the audio book, you could have it like have like a, a force vision sound instead of say double vision. But then in the book, it says double vision. How do you how do you have See, people do that? Right. See, I, I really liked the. I can I can see why it's cheesy. Oh, it was so cheesy. Um, it was so bad. But I I really liked it because it, it like it explained to me very clearly how jet how Jedi do the precognition yes, stuff. Yes, yes, that's the and, one thing it allows for sure. And, yeah, and it was done in such a way where I was like, I was thinking to myself on one of the parts where he's fighting like multiple battle droids at very close range. Yes, I was like, I can see how lesser Jedi would get overwhelmed by this. Yeah, and fuck up and take the hit because you're being it's um, almost like being over like overstimulated with senses right yeah but it's like this vision piece that you just he, he just sense. has a passive buff that's it yeah <laughs> right um, it's like but, you have the buff of the chosen one <laughs> yeah but, but we get that call back then with vader doing the same thing and then uh using double double vision to to predict what's coming what stellar objects are coming at him and then we get the the second time thrawn's incredibly blunt where he's like yeah you'll remember that i thought your name was weird because we also we call our navigator yeah. skywalkers and he goes oh i said that to anakin skywalker Sorry. my bad yeah and vader's like oh, fucking yeah God. yeah he's just like hey man i know who you are over here I know who you are. it's great in the whole time too because because vader's in the mask yeah you can't you, you can't, can't yeah you can't see the expressions yeah but yeah. they make it very clear that he's just like towering over him just like yeah he's fuming he's absolutely Boy. fuming this is like again then, the only other the person final... who can do this is sidious really yeah uh, but the final one is the most overt where he's where they're talking because it turns out that the thing that links the past and present stories together is the Gricks were using cortosis within their generators uh to help it run and thrawn just straight up says like you'll recall I told you on the Separatist planet that there might be other uses for cortosis. And Vader's like, for the love of God, yeah, yeah. I was not at that planet. And Thrawn's like, yeah, okay. Anakin Skywalker was. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> so we get funny. another moment where Vader straight up says, Anakin Skywalker is dead. And Thrawn says, yes, I know. And Vader feels that as like a confirmation, um, even though he isn't letting up with this, where it's like, oh, he is dead. But we also get an interesting part at the end of the, the present or the past section. Um, where Thrawn and Anakin have a final disagreement 
um, about what to do about the the mine that everyone or that the separatists were getting cortosis from. Uh, Thrawn says just leave it and let them expend resources. Anakin says to destroy it so they won't use the resources. Um, and we kind of see at that point Thrawn's first disappointment in Anakin of being like, sometimes he gets in a way where you, no one can convince him nope. that it's the wrong course of action. Right. And it turns out to be not just the wrong course of action, but like a horrendously wrong course of action. Because it, the explosion, the cortosis absorbs it and redirects it into the planet's mantle. That's fun. And yeah, basically makes a geyser go off and obliterates the farmland of this maybe the whole planet at least this one giant chunk of it yeah um and anakin just basically is like that didn't happen i'm just gonna not look at it and ignore it um because he cannot deal with the fact that he just fucked up padme and thrawn told him not to and he decided it was the right thing to do and it screwed up royally um so it's interesting it's like it's a different but similar dynamic to what him and uh tarkin have yeah yeah i think tarkin being who he is and more subtle and more politically inclined definitely steps around it a lot mm. in knowing that this is anakin and like what he can do around like what he knows about anakin what he knows about vader and like what he can do to kind of make this work for in tarkin's favor whereas thrawn's just like i'm just gonna like push your buttons and do what i need yeah. to and you can't do shit the angrier make diplomatic you, the closer immunity get to the <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's the same kind of testing though right it's just like yeah. let's see if you've learned since then or have yes. you gone deeper yeah. into that oh, i'm gonna do what i want and it's like okay. i think it'd be funny to see vader as like your target your uh hyperspace computer but pretty much <laughs> this, pretty this, funny this book was like similar to like last shot and how it kept bouncing between present and past and present and past and present and past for just to give more explanation of the things and how things were moving mm -hmm. it was done well enough where it's just like okay we're in a present we're in a present state okay okay now we're going to the past okay present state past state present state past state okay i was just like it took a while for me to get used to, and I don't know how I feel about books like that unless you have like one whole section that's the past, and then now one whole section mm. is the. But like you know, you lose people. You might lose people reading half the book because like I just want to know what's happening now and just skip yeah. the whole past part because it's completely different. Ca well, mostly different casts in yeah. past and present. Um, I also speaking of kind of like losing people because I've got two points, but like one thing that might be the reason why I really like Double Vision, is it immediately reminded me of an anime I really like, and I know Dan doesn't, but um, one of my favorite parts of Gundam Wing um, <laughs> Sorry. is... I'm like, what anime could this be? I like most of them. <laughs> my, one, of my favorite, yeah, one of my favorite parts of Gundam Wing is that at one point they introduced what's called the, the Zero Engine, and it's this ridiculous piece of tech that is basically only two people in the series are able to use it properly because it is a, it is the same thing. It's a precognition system. Um, and the zero system shows you every single thing that you're about to do, all of the outcomes for it. However, that includes, every, but you, you feel them all. So it's kind of like double vision. It's like Dr. Strange stuff. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Very similar, except you're seeing them all at the same time and kind of in a similar way to Dr. Strange, you feel every single death. Right. Um, so it's just this constant thing of you do this in 50 moves, you'll die. You do this in 30 moves, you'll die. And so the first time someone uses it, it drives him temporarily insane because it's too much. Yeah. Uh, so only the main character and the main antagonist are allowed to, to they use don't them feel. properly. 
Well, Hito, <laughs> sorry, because because Hito is is so is such a like he's borderline superhuman. Yeah, nah, he's all human. I know, but, he's, but he has he's, the, he's such a yeah. he's such a tuned weapon of war that he's not afraid of death. That's the main thing that they talk about with him. Yeah, um, and so he just accepts all these deaths coming at him. Um, Zex Marquis, on the other hand, sorry, Miliardo Peacecraft, uh, <laughs> just runs on yeah. pure unrestrained edge. I love him, but my goodness, the man has so many Edgelord moments. Yeah. Trays, when this mask breaks, yeah. I can no longer be your friend. Immediately shatters. Yeah. And now, Trays, we are enemies. And it's like, okay. <laughs> it's like... Um, and, but it's the, same, it's the same kind of thing with him, where he he's just, he he's so dead inside, and everything he's doing is for his sister that he's like, yeah, it doesn't matter if I die. I, I just need to fit, find the path of victory. Whereas Katra actually, you know, is like a sane human being with like hopes and morals and dreams. So it drives him insane. Yeah. So in, um, in this instance, so... in this instance, it's, it's Thrawn saying, or yeah, Thrawn saying, Vader, once I know who you truly are, we can, <laughs> we no, can longer no longer be aligned. Yeah. Because at that point he knows Anakin <laughs> yeah. is dead. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the part that, that uh, for you guys for double vision, that did actually bug me. Uh, my equivalent to that was in the past. Um, Thrawn gets shot like a dozen times. Yep. And they just kind of are like, ah, Chiss uniforms are blaster proof. And I was like, excuse me. What is this especially, made of? Yeah. Well, especially because then in the Ascendancy thing, we learned that they don't use blasters. Yeah, they don't use the same and so I'm like, How could it be immune? If yeah. anything, it might do, you Maybe might be vulnerable to it. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, sure. Well, that was a convenient claim that you made and also happened to be true. Yeah. To me, Charic seem like they're almost flechette kind of things. Yeah. So it's like some sort of either shotgun pistol, something, something that fires like actual physical rounds. Yeah. Whereas like what it's like, why would you design a suit to dissipate energy at that point? You guys don't even have yeah. like the same shields. So it was and, really And then you can't even say it's oh, it's for our enemies, because then the Gricks are using solid projectile rounds and just straight up lightning. Yeah. Um and so it's like, well, well, this made four. Um, so yeah, that that part bugged me quite a bit. And but eventually, it was like, well, okay, whatever. Um, the only way I got around that was thinking that like, unless he's just straight up lying to him mm. to see like how many, how much can I reveal versus how much can I take from mm. what he knows, because that's how they got um. They were trying to replicate some kind of tech. It was shield tech or something like that. Yeah, the the repulsor tech. And so we yeah. do see that moment in this book, where Thrawn reveals like, "Hey, I'm here for the shield generator. Yeah, that's all I'm here for." Uh, bye bye. And so he pretends to leave for a little bit and then comes back. But interesting thing um, too is like, I would yeah. love to see Thrawn interact with Luke Skywalker in with Mandoverse stuff because. We, I knew your father. <laughs> we, yeah, we never have that moment. We have the moment with obviously Ahsoka and Thrawn. Um, I want to see that. more of that though. I do. Like, they they mention it, but they ne they like very very briefly speak. Yeah, and I think adding Luke into that mix and possibly Leia would be very very interesting to see that mm. interaction and Thrawn trying to use that against Luke and see what that does to him. Um, I I, I think that would posit for some interesting interactions mm. between characters like i never i never saw or read any of the stuff that was in the eu for thrawn mm. and luke and all that stuff right interact yeah and i'm sure that mm. was an interesting interaction but, but the familial bonds weren't there that was mm -hmm. the big difference in in legends what, uh, sorry um, like they weren't the, mentioned the, 
Well, it was just Thrawn didn't have any interaction with Anakin. Yeah. Oh, um, I see. Okay. Yeah. In, like, in this universe, he does. Yeah. Yes. In, in EU, he basically uses Vader's name. Oh, or okay. Something. But that's it. But that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Whereas, like now, I feel so Thrawn like has a lot more information to work off of. It it would be, it would be an interesting thing to see. I don't think Luke would be too affected because by this point now he's so balanced where it's just like, yeah, and I saved him, so he's back to the one you knew. Mm-hmm. Cool. And you want to try anything else? He destroyed planets, and he's still my father, and he's still a good guy. I've come to terms yeah. with that. What I don't are you know. gonna like? I don't think using Vader like that just to be like, haha, mention his name, not mention his off. name, but like talk about like, like maybe it's something that he uses against him. Like, oh, you're he, acting like I you're, think, like, I yeah, think I Luke know. would just want to be intrigued. He's like, what can you tell me about him? I'm certain stuff from Obi-Wan, but like, I'm not here to fight. Anytime he met up with Empire Guy, I'm, I'm gonna use Battlefront here because it showed a really good side of Luke. Where you're playing through the story, that was really good with Mitch De- or Delmico. Was it Del, Delmico? Yeah. yeah, and he's just like, "Why are you helping me?" He's like, "Cause you asked." Mm. Like, I'm, I'm just what I do, kind of thing. Like, he's, he's way more of that hero, stereotypical farm boy type mm. kind of thing, where it's just like he's there to help you. He, he is your Jedi of Jedi's. Like, yeah, that is Luke Skywalker. I, I think the only way Thrawn could get under Luke's skin is. But I don't, I, I don't see it being super effective as him being like, oh, your your father was a much better general than you. Yeah, just kind of get out of his skin a little bit. Tactician, and be yeah. like, okay, yeah, yeah, because that that would be something to drive Kylo up the walls and your grandfather. <laughs> oh, yeah, that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, more, more. Yeah. Oh, jeez. No, it would be now. That's why when you mentioned Thrawn v Leia. Would be, a be an good, interesting one because she definitely because has. She's, yeah. she's still got a lot of issues with yeah. everything in, in EU, in present, all that. She's just like, do not associate that monster with me. I didn't mm. have the same interactions that Luke had with him, so there's no redeeming grace for me whatsoever. It, he blew def- up my home. Yeah, and and it's definitely an interaction that I I, I think it's canon, mm. but. I really want to see it put somewhere where more people will see it because there is an interact one interaction with uh, Leia and Ahsoka, um, and she just did not care. Where Ahsoka is like, "Oh yeah, your dad was a great person, and he did a lot of good things, and he helped train me." And Leia was like, "Cool, yeah." He turned into a monster, and that was basically it. And yeah. Ahsoka had to be like, oh, "Okay, I'm gonna go talk to Luke now." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She, you know, because you remember Leia had the stable family growing up. Mm-hmm. Right, everything. Yes, she has to do, but she learned a lot. And her father was from the old world of probably who knew everything and could talk about all that kind of stuff. So if he had stories to share about Anakin, probably did to the point where she heard all of that, realized who he was, and was just like, "Fuck him!" Yeah. At that point, right. Whereas Luke Owen wouldn't talk about any of the things yeah. that came before. So he mm-hmm. has this like dream vision of what everything that came before, hearing. Ben say that oh your father was great and everything with that and all that like he he had more hopeful things to mm. aspire to for Vader whereas absolutely lay opposite right yeah so that interaction would be great Ahsoka stands right in the middle now where she's just like she knew what he turned into and it crushed her she's now had the experiences she's had and now she's found that sort of balance where he's like yes there's this and this so if that's why when he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's let's try the master thing with her. And we know how he operates. We know how she operates. Mm. Just fucking carpet bomb them because yeah. they'll find a way. 
<laughs> found a way to me. Fuck. Oh, well, I won, and this is a... We'll, we'll attack her first on a personal level. Mm. Okay, shit, they showed up again in however long it'll take them. Huh. All right, yeah. now use the master thing. Let's see if that does. Yeah. In 10 years, it probably won't do as much, but she'll get some a kick out of it. It's like, we'll turn his game against him. <laughs> it's interesting, but it's a really... I like your theory. Or, or I like the, the idea you're positing. Yeah, just like, yeah, just like because I wonder what would happen. That's why Star Wars What If? Let's go. That's yeah. I mean, that that's the biggest thing, is that it would, it would be really fun to see. And I mean, they might be setting it up right now. Well, but they did really show off Luke the... for what reason you didn't really need to. Like, you could have used Ahsoka only and just gone yeah. with that. But they did bring Luke in, and you're like, okay, is that like a proof of concept? Like, they can do stuff with Luke now that they couldn't do before because they were too mm. afraid to do that and, with and Mark Hamill. That would be the, that'd be the fun thing. If you take the, the Legends Thrawn with all of the, the battle acumen and prowess, and we're kind of seeing that now with Ahsoka coming in, right? And yep. then you add Luke into the mix, and now this new Thrawn that has this connection seeing how some of that new stuff goes some stuff gets knocked out like the no gray because uh, you know rook is is extra crispy bacon right now um but <laughs> i mean you they know, can always it's... bring something back with rooks or like yeah do something the... that way right because i'm sure Thrawn may, may know where to find another rook she, or something she right? could find like i see leia continuing her eu story and going to the no gray home world and yeah. seeing the poison and everything from that and then telling how she vader stole their best warriors and stuff like that it's like well here's your chance to help me or not vader sorry vader did this and then yeah. thrawn played a part in stealing your best warriors and everything like that yeah now right. and, let's go and that would be a cool thing i bring them and bring them into the uh resistance the newer, I guess. yeah the resist yeah right but like it, it would be cool to see honiger um because the daughter be of vader is returned and, and yeah. that that's kind of what i want to see is how leia would react to being called lady vader yeah like no stop it it's shut kinda, up right now it's kind of done in uh bloodborne or bloodborne bloodlines Bloodlines. yeah okay so i think that's definitely a book we'll have to read after this one like after the mm. series yeah just mm. to see kind of like where is she with all of this stuff right that's think, the aftermath series yeah uh no 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 it's uh it's a zone like single book bloodline okay um, but it takes place after she finds out and then it gets out and things happen that way, which is kind of cool. Oh yeah. I've heard some stuff about that. Yeah. So the Senate would see her. Oh completely. yeah. Imagine, imagine being that person where it's like, yeah, everything. If you're you've the ever... legacy of that. You yeah. have no power here anymore. It's like, well, mm -hmm. actually it's like, no, I don't want to hear it. Yep. Fuck you. Most people would mm -hmm. be like, they're justified in their feelings. They don't know you. They know what they've heard and yeah. all they've heard is that you're the daughter and oh god what's going yeah what do you think's gonna happen in politics yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you're like those, the face of a lot of stuff and especially especially if they know you they'll just be like well we're gonna just use that anytime you want to pass something we don't like yeah that's it right should we call you supreme chancellor vader <laughs> but uh yeah is there anything else you want to talk about for this episode guys look forward to the next one the next yes, one so good. out yeah. of all of them i don't know it's a it's a tough toss up between the first one and the third one for me of which which one i like the most uh treason that one is <laughs> but it's, treason, then. it's a lot it's not to say alliances was bad it was just that after reading the first one and being so hyped you get to the second one you're just kind of like you've mellowed out with yep. the second one and then the mm. third one brings the hype back 
I don't know if that's just because okay. title or this whatever. Is, it builds. But... It, this builds for sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious to see that. All right. Yeah. I think we can get into the ranking then. I... Mm -hmm. Welcome to the rankings of this episode. Um, let's jump into it at first with Ed. What did For you rate this Alliances, I am okay. giving it an 8.5. Oh, okay. Would have gotten a 9. It's just that we've had so many different... And I'll... I'll I don't want to say posthumously, but it's not dead yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to include some High Republic theory from this as well, just because... The one thing I like with the High Republic, not the one thing, but a big thing I like about it is how we get different interpretations of the Force. Yeah. Which we we do kind of get here, but it seems so lackluster in comparison. When you hear somebody hearing a symphony, somebody seeing a lake of fire, somebody's mm. like being cool as water, somebody interconnecting, like all those things sound like it's great how you've personalized it to you. And then Anakin has double vision. <laughs> double vision. We'll have to it's do an like, ad. We'll have to do an it, ad read with that. It, it's <laughs> not. It's not a bad skill by any means. It shows his prowess. It shows everything like that, which is good. It's just like, okay, I under I understood when you when you did it. I like that you have something that's yours. You have to be reliant on it as a Jedi. But like everything, everything makes sense to me as I say it. Yep. But I still remember the first feeling I had reading it. Where I was just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> when you first hear that, the first read through, like, you know, like, I'm assuming you read through this a second time for this recording. Oh, it, dude, I've listened to this trilogy more times okay. than I'd like to. Admit. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and you get, every time you get to this point, you're like, you know, it's coming and you're regretting every moment of it. And it, you're like, it doesn't bother me as uh, much anymore, but okay. I'm going off of my initial first read. It's the, yeah, it's a bad feeling on that one. I, I started mockingly saying it. Yeah, I was kind of just like <laughs> I would go outside and he'd be like, Oh, I catched a I caught a leaf falling. Double vision. Double vision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, double vision, leaf falling through the air, spinning I towards the of my hand. Yeah. We're gonna fall. Leaf whirlwind time now. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I'm the Hokage. Yeah. So I was like, This has gotten out of hand, guy. I, I liked Hosenka, and he only used it like the fucking one time. Goddamn, yeah, right? it was annoying. It's like you don't have to throw shuriken with it every time. You can just little fireballs in a fucking arc. Yeah, as your AOE. They're both AOE. But, but no, you're never right. seeing this again until it's just a straight up gigantic fireball. <laughs> oh man, uh, Noma, what did you I give this one? Though Madara did his freaking gigantic one. Oh, oh yeah, seriously, <laughs> grand fireball jutsu. But uh, yeah, so I'm also giving this one an eight point five. Uh, like I said, I like double vision. Maybe I watch too much anime. Um, but the point five that loses for me is, like I said, Thrun's clothing was a little bit hard to to suspend my disbelief for. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly I like this about as much as the first book. Um, I like the fact that I don't have to wait as long. Um, yeah, you just the, jump right you know, into it. Yeah, it's right an immediate. In. I love those kind of books. Have and you I started know, listening to Treason or no? No, not yet. Okay, okay. Um, and I know that for original Thrawn, you need that slow buildup. You need these introductions. You need this backstory. But I do love when you, we can just jump straight into um, the action. The action, exactly. I mean, 
talking about anime, that's why One Piece Stampede is like my favorite movie of all time. Because it's all because action we get, all the time. <laughs> we get like five minutes of setup, and yeah. then the rest of the movie is just action. It's just fan service and, in terms of just like everybody that you love in the show is going to get like yeah. at least two minutes of screen time. And it didn't crush my hopes and dreams like Red did. At yeah. least Red's not canon. But my God, there are some things in there um, that were not uh, fantastic. Let's put it that yeah, way. That, yeah, that, that's a podcast for another time. But I, I like the red right the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Very good, Onoki. Now, how will you stop the second one? <laughs> the second one. <laughs> I love watching it. It's, it's it's like thirteen to fifteen minutes of pure joy for yeah. me, where it's just like, what is this? Just like in all my head cannons, a one yeah. V army fight yeah. Yeah. and the one destroy. Yep. That's so much the, the balls on that first guy to try and attack Madara. But man, <laughs> I, I, I talked about it before. I love my edgelords. And when Madara is like looking at the five Kages, well, when he's looking at the Kages and he goes, You want my clones to use Susano or not? I'm like, Oh, you magnificent bastard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pure flexing. <laughs> um, I'll go into my review quick as we're coming back mm-hmm. to Star Wars. <laughs> from Naruto. Uh mine's also an 8.5. For pretty oh, much the same reason as Ed. <laughs> yeah, this is the first one in a while that we've had across the board the same. But I, I think it does warrant that with like everything that it does with Vader, Anakin, and Thrawn, all the stuff that it, it, it goes into for like the sequel and oh, sorry, the original trilogy and the prequel um stuff. And then it, I think it it's enhanced by everything we've learned from the li- or the uh ascendancy trilogy. Absolutely. Like you you Noma, you've been in this like the first time with all this ascendancy mm. information for for me this is the second time i've done this and only this time have i gotten that and i think that adds to this a lot more knowing what the sky skywalker stuff was and mm. how the ascendancy functions and the big like gricks like like uh overpowering kind of demeanor yeah. over the the unknown regions is, is and, huge and realizing how much worse the ascendancy's gotten since thrawn left yeah, yeah. it hasn't been a terrible amount of time but it's been long enough where it's like, shit. Well, you think about it, right? Like, at the end of, of uh, Lesser Evil, and Kilori's just like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, they use kids. Mm. Well, fuck. Guess who told everybody? Kilori's track record is dog shit. <laughs> so, so it's just like, yeah, so did you actually escape to anywhere where you could Absolutely just live and not did. deal with this kind of stuff? Or, or sorry, I thought, yeah, no, he went and told people this. Or the the Chiss houses that were like scrambling to join Jixtos. That too. Yeah. Right. There's there's a number of different sources, which is just like that event that led to all the splintering infection. Because we hear splinter group. Not well. Which one is this? Mm-hmm. Did yep. did Thurfian go and do something fucking even more stupid now than With get Thurfian rid of your Nico. people's greatest protector? Yeah. I mean, there's a whole bunch of options in terms of like what has occurred what scares me though yeah. especially for anything coming up is the fact that we know that cheery ron's sister yeah and uh Thalius are on like the 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 skywalker like training world yeah if they I mean, got they, stolen yeah. from there because they said they'd stay there as long as they needed oh, to so so well, our so Arlani says that it was a colony world at the very end of this book. So it's not okay. really like a throw, like a yeah. So it might not have been. Just... It, it was hopefully not the same planet. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing too is, just because they know the Skywalker thing was like kids and all that stuff, doesn't mean they know all the intricacies that like uh, Mathaliestov had to do, right? Thalius. 
like mm. to get all that information she really had to dig and really mm. put herself on the line to get that information from someone specific that was involved with it mm -hmm. um so i i think they're probably going to be but pretty safe at the same time remember all the patriarchs know this mm. yeah, going that's true. for generations stuff like that so the three that did try to ally with them well they had all that information yeah yeah Thurfian gave it up he's just like yeah everybody knows we just don't do anything about it because this is how it has to be and yep, you yep. can you can scream it from the high heavens everybody will be like yep we know what are you gonna do and, and on top of that we know it's going to be another eight years before thrawn can at at, at the earliest get back. that's what i mean though like yeah. with all the stuff that happens where he's shafted in another galaxy mm. and then finally comes back like you can uh, assume the amount of panic isn't internal with him trying to figure yeah. out like what the fuck just happened over these like six years or whatever mm -hmm. right eight years yeah um, he's still around yeah so. so let's get into the outro welcome to the outro of the podcast thank you so much for listening to our review of Thrawn alliances uh, if you ever want to let us know what you thought of this episode or previous episodes or have specific information about things that we may have missed, Ed will let you know how to do that. Absolutely. Now remember, you can contact us at voiceoftheforce.com. That is our whole website. That's our homepage. Any information that you don't get here, you can definitely find there. Anything you miss here, you can find there. Email, surefire way to contact us. Connect at voiceoftheforce.com. We're on social media. We've got Twitter, Instagram, and threads. We are at VoiceForcePod. So anything you do, retweet, repost that we post. If you see us retweeting and reposting anything like that, it helps us grow in our listener base. And we really appreciate it when you do the same. That way it's easier for people to find us and you can spread the word and share all the great stuff about the podcast. Remember to listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, soundcloud spotify amazon music audible and all major podcast platforms if you do leave us a five-star review and a comment it does help with visibility and we very much appreciate that and remember when you subscribe or follow for free the latest episodes you'll get it as soon as it releases you'll get either a notification alert could be an email anything like that letting you know hey the next episode's out and finally don't forget we're on twitch tuesdays 10 p.m fridays 6 p.m and saturdays we'll see we've got <laughs> one coming up so stay tuned thank you very much ed and noma and remember i know something you don't want me to know Do -da, do -da. <laughs> <laughs>